Welcome to the Limitations and Mirage podcast. On this episode, I'm going to talk about the program that I've just developed because I've just released it today and I'm very excited about uh, what cross-community mushrooms actually is all about, probably getting Sean in trouble, and just a few other things that I think that are, are important for people to know and to remember about their life so that they can strive and grow and be the best that they can be. So tune in, I hope you enjoy. Hello ladies and gentlemen, this is Liam the Prove It Guy, author of Limitation is a Mirage. In this podcast, I will be sharing with you actionable tips, routines, and insights that I have gathered over 20 years of extensive study with masters, experts, and world-class performers. My hope with this podcast is to save you time, money, and frustration, helping you fast-track your way to mastery. This episode, my brother wanted me to call it cross-community mushroom throwing uh, because he remembered that yesterday he was sitting in his kitchen and he ended up laughing because he remembered that back many moons ago when we lived over in Stroud Park, I'm pointing at it because it's just over there, um, they got new, they got like a new banking put in and a wee walkway and all, and it was all fancy and some guy had sold them like really shit manure, manure is shit, really bad quality manure if that's a thing, um, so when whenever they planted it, it ended up growing loads of big, massive mushrooms. But they had planted like loads of wee bushes and trees to fill the gap. And they were using um, bamboo sticks as a way of the trees to grow, like I suppose like any gardener would. And then, this is terrible, but whenever the 12th came around, the big main road, all the, the buses for the 12th would drive past. So we would all meet up and we would take, I don't even know how we learned to do this or if we just came up with it on the fly, but we took the bamboo sticks and stuck them in the, <laughs> we stuck them into the big massive mushrooms and then threw them over our shoulder like a wee rucksack and then flinged them at buses. So we, we spent like the whole 12th weekend um, doing that for, for anyone that doesn't know, the 12th is the like a protestant celebration where they march and they pick a town and then they march in it and it's to celebrate their culture um i was from a catholic area so we didn't celebrate that in fact we as much as we could because bigger boys told us to do it really it wasn't we didn't know what we were doing like we hadn't a clue one of the guys gave off to the british army people one time and called one of them a a fenian because they were dressed green and that was their logic. So we didn't know what we were talking about at all. Uh, the the per paratrooper didn't have a clue either because he was English. He didn't know what Athenian was, what we were, why we were doing this. Um, but we used to yeah um, throw mushrooms at at all the buses going past and probably random cars as well and anything else that was in our path. So I don't know if I'm going to call this episode um, cross community mushroom throwing, but. I try to give people an insight into my life and what goes on in my day to day. And that's something that came up today. So I thought I would bring it up. I don't know what sort of backlash I will get from it. But as long as no one throws mushrooms at me, uh, I'm all good. Um, so this week I've been, I finally finished the project. The rapid body recovery is done and it's out there now for the world to see. It's been like my baby for nine months. I've been working towards getting it off the ground. Incorporating everything that I teach um, holistically into one program. So I found out over the years, well, I found out, I, I realized over the years that I taught people how to improve their body or their mind. And the people who worked on their mind, I would give them ideas about food and exercise a wee bit. And the people that worked about their body, I would give them wee ideas about how to improve their mind. 
but I never really focused in on the both at once. And yet I spent my whole life improving both aspects for myself. So I thought it was about time. That's what about whenever I went off social media last about a year ago now, actually it would be, or in a month, it'll be a year. Whenever I went off to social media, it was because I was trying to work out how to incorporate this. And then I spent the last month, nine months working on it. So, um, a big shout out to Michal Calhoun, who's like been without him, it just wouldn't have happened. So I'm just really appreciative of that. And that's basically how this week has, has went for me. I started a new training, um, program. I was chatting to, I took a week off, not a week off, took two training sessions off. I do three a week and I took two off because I pulled my neck. And I just thought, well, if my neck's pulling, then my body must be tired. So I just decided to take a couple of days off. Always listen to your body, but don't be lazy and don't just make up stupid excuses. Uh, so I started a new one about breathing and posture. And I'm really excited for that. It's going to be really interesting because you feel like you're going to pass out a lot in it, which is fun, I suppose. I'm not advising anyone to train that way. Just it's how I happen to be training at the moment. Um so I spent all day getting all that ready and then I went and walked around the, the forest, uh, just around the forest, around, it is a forest, glens, scorching glens, couldn't remember where it was and I go there quite often um, just to chill out. So I, I like to just chill out before I come on and do the podcast. Normally I have some sort of plan where I think about what I would like to get across, but um, I don't really today. I just wanted to talk about, it. I'm just probably because I'm super excited about finishing the course and um, I was interviewed in another podcast that's not going to be out for a while, so I won't get into it too much yet. Um, and just the, the type of life that I live compared to um, where I thought I was going in my life, just it always just craps up, like I, like that whole throw in the mushroom thing. Like growing up in Stirling Park, we you just had to find ways of doing stuff. Like we used to do, probably everyone did it when they were younger, you'd find like wee plastic pipes and stick them in the mud and then have like, pipe mud fights at each other and and then when the five a day club if anybody remembers the five a day club four and three two and one the countdown's getting lower every day the five a day club they used to come around and teach us about jesus and um they really didn't teach us anything we just waited to the end of the week till we got free sweets and pencils like imagine someone coming around now trying to give kids free sweets and pencils they'd be locked up but back then your parents shoved you out of the house and made you go and sit in the carpet and sing jesus songs with these people and we used to muck bomb them all the time. And people talk about how terrible that was when we were younger. Like, you shouldn't be doing that. But what I always found was even funnier is me and my brother were part of the group doing it. And my sisters would be in the actual five-a-day club getting muck pelted. So there was no 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 prisoners. We just muck pelted away. So we just lit. Like, I grew up and my teachers told me and everyone told me that I wasn't going to amount to anything or do anything or go anywhere. And now... Like my podcast reaches all around the world, like 11 different countries. The last time I looked, there's over 10,000 um, downloads. My courses are practiced and and I've got clients from, from all over the world as well. Uh, it's just amazing that, again, I, I try to tell people, you can do whatever you want in life. You can create an amazing life for yourself. And, and that's what I'm doing. It's why The Proof Guy exists. Uh, and like I like when I tell wee stories like this is these are probably the worst stories I've ever told on and I've brought Sean into every one of them which is his own fault because he brought them up initially 
uh, mum listens to these podcasts as well so this might be the first time she's heard of it if it is the first time you've heard of it mum it's because sean made me he was a bigger boy bigger boys uh made me do a lot of stuff when i was younger and also when i was older whenever i first learned to drive like i didn't learn to drive till i was 27 because i lived in oma and then i lived in london and there was no point i didn't go anywhere or do anything i, I could get buses to belfast if i needed to um, the girls that I was seeing at the times of seeing them, they all could drive, so they would drive me places if I needed to. So I never really felt the need to drive. And then when I learned to drive, I realized that driving's awesome. You can actually go anywhere and do, like, just drive places. It's brilliant. Um, but I was about 27, and I remember one day landing into the house. Hold, like, I when I first started driving, I just drove my mom's car. It was a wee Corsa. My experiences of driving were crazy. The first time I learned to drive, and then um about two weeks later i drove all the break dancers up to um belfast we ended up um they were they were entering a competition then we went to a party in a club and i nearly got bothered at the party in the club because they told me to go into the circle that there was like a dance-off type thing going like a breaking circle and everybody was going in and doing all this hectic break dancing stuff and i was told to go in and i i didn't know how serious everybody took it i should have known but i didn't and I went in and did the margarita, hey, and they got disgusted, and like, Doke came over to me and was like, you're going to get killed here if you don't do something of use. So I went in and did a kung fu form, and then everyone thought it was great and, and enjoyed it. But when I was driving home, I was driving home by myself about three o'clock in the morning, as fast as a wee Corsa could take me legally. And a deer walked out in front of me, and like, I had to swerve and avoid a deer and freak out a wee bit. It just came out of nowhere. And then about two months later, we went to Red Hot Chili Peppers. So I'd been driving for about two months at this stage. Uh, go to the Red Hot Chili Peppers, pull in to park the car, and it makes a weird noise, just like a popping sound. I know nothing about cars. I still don't know a lot about cars. I just, I just don't care enough. They're not in my radar. I don't care. But the guys that were with me, I was like, that doesn't sound right. And one of them could drive, and he was like, ah, be grand. And no one really, they didn't really care because they were drinking, and we were going to see the Chili Peppers, so nobody cared. So I just parked up anyway and went to the concert and forgot about it. And then walked back after the concert to the car. And when I put the car in gear, I went to put it in, in reverse to reverse out of where I'd parked. And it just made a loud bang. And it wouldn't go anywhere. And I was like, right, that's not good. And I asked the guy that could drive. I was like, what's going on here? Why Why is this? Is this normal? And he was drunk at this stage. So just inform he started to teach me how to put it into gear. And he... I put it into first gear because that's what he was talking about. It took me a while to notice that he didn't know what he was talking about because I didn't have a clue. But I realized that I could get in first gear. It went in, so I just drove out and around and got out onto the main road that way. And in the middle of the main road, because it was a concert just over, there's traffic everywhere, the gear stick just dropped into like a hole. So something terrible it was obviously happening, but it was like it was like the car was trapped in, in third gear but the gear stick had fallen down a hole. So I ended up having to drive home from Dublin with two two months experience of driving and my lessons, obviously. Two months experience driving on my own with three drunk guys in the car without being able to slow down or speed up. I was hitting about 25 to 30 mile an hour the whole way home. Uh, but a smoke and I remember finally getting home. I made the guys jump out at the corner because I didn't want to stop at any of their houses because like, I didn't know I'd get started again. And I drove to the bottom of my hill and then tried to get up the hill and obviously the car was 
completely banjacked, so it didn't make it up the hill. Smoke came in the vent, and I ended up just rolling back down the hill and parking the car. So I got home, it was like ridiculously late. I was still mum's car. Uh, so I wrote mum a wee note and just went to bed. And the note said, you should have got up early because your car is earlier because your car is broke. And that was the first my mum found out about her damaged car. But the bigger boys is how I got on to this conversation. The bigger boys, I landed into my house carrying the uh, wing mirror. And said, mum was like, why are you carrying it? What is going on here? And I told a whole elaborate story about how the bigger boys came over and asked. I was like at least 27 at this stage. Bigger boys had come over and they wanted to go in the car and I wouldn't let them because it was my mum's car and I was just, they just weren't getting in it. And they ended up kicking off the wing mirror. And I think she believed it for a good solid, I don't know, about two and a half, three minutes before she realized it was, uh, what had actually happened was I tried to reverse in my driveway and rip the, I was looking at one wing mirror and forgot about the other one and just ripped it off. Um, so I don't even know how I got into that. Uh, driving experiences. So like I said, I had no um, I had no plan with the podcast, but normally I try to get a message um, within it. So I suppose the message there was like the, the Dublin driving. When I used to tell that story to clients, whenever they were talking about being afraid of different things and challenges in their life, they used to always say to me, I would, I would, that would have just, put me off driving for life I would never have got in the car again and I often think how it just didn't phase me at all it was just something that happened I didn't know how to drive properly the car broke and in my head I was like I did really well to get from Dublin to Oma without dying without the car dying and without having to ring anyone to come get me in hindsight the car was completely wrecked after that so I probably shouldn't have drove it for 111 miles but I really like going home after things and staying in my own house so I was like I'm getting home um so when I told the story to clients they used to always say that would put me off driving and I used to always try to explain to them just because you have an adversity or you have a challenge you shouldn't let that dictate the rest of your life maybe maybe driving becomes a wee bit scarier because that sort of thing can happen but why did they look at the problem and not look at the fact that I, I succeeded in, in my goal, which was to get home? Nobody got injured. Nothing really bad happened. So when you think about it, the worst thing case scenario would have been I had to get out of the car. It would have went in fire or something and I would have had to phone a fire brigade and a tow truck and somebody to come lift me. That that would have been it, like really. So like my dad's car went in fire when he was driving. He just drove faster to turn the flames off. So you know, like, could have been worse. So whenever I try, I try to teach people that, like, anything can happen. Like that, we went to a concert. It was supposed to be a lovely, fun time. And it turned out to be a nightmare getting home. But we got home and it worked. And I think that's what I try to get across to my clients and, and the people that listen to everything is, like, I come from such a strange background and I was designed, according to everybody, I was designed and, and did, like, I was just going nowhere, really couldn't even think of the word there but it, there's a fancier word that was in my head but i lost it destined <laughs> not even that fancy i was destined to just be useless to be a nobody and i've achieved some incredible things in my life by just not believing what other people put upon me so just because people think that i should be a certain way if that's not what i believe then i'm not going to live that life that they think i should live and it's stood the test of time for the last 20 years. I've just created and improved, 
created myself, improved upon myself and just become better. Like that course that I finished today, or if you're listening to this on Wednesday or, or in the future, it was yesterday, uh, whatever date we're on now, the 8th, so the 8th of the 9th, 2020, I, I got the rapid body recovery course um, done. It's just out for the world there. So uh, my beta clients have been testing it for a few months. Everything's in place. It's all going the way I wanted to. If I had a looked at how much, the amount of work that it was going to be to do that, and I thought about the person that I was back in the olden days and, and what people said I was going to be, I would never have got there. I wouldn't. The course wouldn't exist. I wouldn't have done anything useful towards it. But because I don't let people dictate who I am and, and who I'm going to be, it's why I've achieved what I've achieved. It's why I get the results with my clients that I get because I teach them that, or I prove to them, I suppose, as the prove it guy, I prove to them that they are um, worth more, that they can be better. But you don't have to be better as in earning thousands of pounds and having a fancy house and a big family. You can be better by just avoiding that piece of cake that you would have ate, by eating a healthier meal, by having some fruit, by going outside and not being afraid, by going in nature, by being comfortable on your own. Just basically doing things that you normally wouldn't do because a little voice in your head would tell you not to or somebody else will have put these parameters on you that that's not for you and it's not who you should be. So I guess that's what today's about today. Like I'm a lot calmer now. I was very excited when I got on. I'm starting to relax a bit more now. Um, you can I fully believe like you can be and do whatever you want sometimes you're going to need to reach out to people like me for help sometimes you'll be able to do it on your own if you just follow the advice like this podcast has a full year of advice three to five minutes um, audios one a day to, to keep you motivated to keep you engaged with yourself and to keep you moving forward so there's so much out there like not just me but other people that you can learn from you can study and you can grow the first thing you have to do is believe in yourself to do that. And as cheesy as that is, it's important. You have to know that if you want to become better, it's you that gets you there. You're not doing this for anyone else. Everything I do is for my family as a whole. I want to be able to support my family. I want to be strong for them. I want to be someone that they can come to and feel comfortable talking to. But at the end of the day, if they all told me that they hate me and they don't want me to do any of this stuff and they hate seeing me online and whatever... I would still do it because I do it for me. The I want to be a stronger, healthier version of myself every time. So if I'm here and I become stronger, I want that just to become my norm. So I have to keep uh, getting higher and higher. So even if they told me they didn't want anything to do me or do do with me or anything to do with this, that's not going to stop me doing it because it's what I love doing. It's who I want to be. So look at who you are, what you want to be, and forget all the shit that people told you in the past your teachers your old employees everything like i've quit jobs where they said to me do you think you'll get a better job than this anywhere in the world and i'm like well this is a bar in the middle of oma so probably if i really tried i could improve slightly so that's just what i wanted well i didn't have a plan to rant about today i just wanted to let it flow and see where it went uh, i was going to make a poem let it flow and see where it would go but i didn't and then i did um so thanks again for tuning in i hope you have an amazing day whatever you get up to if you have any questions please reach out to me and please share this like it hit the notification bell so that you don't miss them and i look forward to speaking to you soon mm-hmm.